Right, well, today is the best day in the last two years for me. What does that mean? Succession's back. Oh! <laughs> I was I was disappointed this morning when you reminded me that it doesn't come on altogether. Oh. Well, that was only meant to be a little bit of intro, so... Hello and welcome to It's In The Jeans podcast, a podcast by The Digital Gene. My name is Declan. And I'm Sharon. And we are a mum and son duo and directors from The Digital Gene. Today we'll be discussing why the tech billionaires want to leave humanity behind, Facebook's really bad week a couple of years ago, um, how face-to-face GP visits are still near lockdown visit, uh, levels, mum wants to talk about e- some e-commerce tips, and I... It's my turn for the business highlight again, and I have picked a social media platform called Mastodon. Um, And? And we'll also, I'm guessing, talk about what we've been up to, what we're doing, and I'm guessing Mum has launched on her Instagram today something about World Menopause Day or Mm -hmm. Menopause Awareness Day. I wasn't sure whether the show notes had updated with that. They haven't, but I knew. I just know (laughs) you so well. New. I knew you'd want to talk about that. So we've got plenty to talk about. And in this new series, I want to keep everything under an hour. So where do we start? I mean, I suppose the last time we recorded, um, we were about to just have a little family holiday off to um, Sands End. So that's Haven't we happened. been? Haven't we been when we recorded? No, we recorded the Friday the day before. We were just, um, oh gosh, that feels like ages ago. Well, we are recording this late. Normally we do it, normally we record the week before the episode comes out, but because of certain different things, we're recording on Monday the 18th, which hopefully means the episode will be out in the next couple of days. So, yeah, it's been more than two weeks since we've been there, but we had a nice time, didn't we? We had a lovely time. I'm going yeah. again, hopefully. Oh, yeah? I am. Ha, 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 <laughs> yes, I hope so. Um, you seem very distracted, Mum. Do you want to get what you're distracted about out? Because it's just annoying me. You're obviously getting lots of Instagram messages that you just can't not go it's to. World for an Menopause hour. Day. It's a big day in my calendar decks. Well, let's get this out the way and just tell us all about what you've launched today in a hashtag. Well, what I've launched, I haven't. I've wrote about it. Um, my menopause journey is well-documented. Obviously, you guys as my family support team um, and on my blog, Best Before End Date. Um, one of the reasons why I started the blog back in 2017 was that I wanted to um, document my my midlife, but mainly my menopause, because I thought it was important, because at the point at which I was aware that the symptoms I was having and what I was experiencing were my menopause. I didn't really know much about it until then. Um, mm-hmm. You know, up and it's been a people say roller coasters for everything, but it's been a massive roller coaster because I even had a brain scan because I thought literally I was something wrong with my brain. 
Um, I think that was back in 2018, wasn't it now? Um, it's because the symptoms, and I mean, we've all been on a journey with you in a way, the symptoms are sometimes can be similar to some form of neurological or mental health condition. So, Well, um, there's just uh, there's a, there's a, um, a doctor who posts a world-renowned, um, I don't know what type of doctor she is, let me just find her, but she is actually um, talking more and more about now the research and the science behind the menopausal brain the changes are obvious. Um, it's not just a made-up thing. Do you know what I mean? There are actually significant changes that happen in the brain functions throughout menopause. Um, and more and more is actually going into it, which is great. But the voices about menopause and the education around menopause are still very insignificant even though we've made significant strides about it and I feel like us women have driven that because we Mm -hmm. want answers to things you know we're probably the very first generation that has had to you know men at at my age in the 50s or 40s even when perimenopause generally starts although much younger for some women but generally it starts in the 40s and then the height of the menopause comes in your early 50s and I've since found out now that symptoms can go on for the rest of your life, although they're, they're, they're generally quite dampened down. Um, but, yeah, men usually are regarded as at their, as at their prime career-wise at this stage in their lives. And women, because they are navigating what's happening to them with the menopause and the massive hormonal changes that are going on in their body, are really fighting that battle as well. Not every woman. Every woman's always going to go through it, you know, just as every woman scientifically should have periods. So every woman scientifically and biologically should go through the menopause in one way or another. Some will hardly know it's happened to them. Some maybe like, I guess there's even women worse than me. But for me, mine's been pretty horrendous. You've got to remember, before the end of last year, I thought I'd plateaued and I felt great. And I thought, oh, is this it? Have I come out the other side now? And then, boom, it was back for me with a vengeance. And I didn't know that your HRT could stop working. So I had to navigate all of that with my GP. But um, the changes that I'd seen at my doctor's practice since then were significant as well. From the last time that I'd needed to speak to somebody about it, you know, there there was, I wouldn't say they were throwing everything at me, but when I'd had to ask a couple of years ago, for a hormone test and was told that, oh, they're not reliable, you know, they're not really available. Now it was, oh, let's do your hormone test. Let's see how they, they're going. And I actually found out about two months ago that my estrogen levels, had, as you know, had, had dropped down below the ground. Um, so I'm on a different a different, uh, different cocktail of HRT and I'm taking some more vitamin supplements and I'm now feeling able to do some exercise, which I know all of the the combination of all those things is making a massive difference. Anyway, this podcast isn't about the menopause. It's just the fact that I want to champion it. I want to, in some small way, I want my voice to be used to enable other women younger than me who are going to be going through the same thing to know that there's all, you know, it's not one size fits all for a menopause journey. 
Mm. Um, and we become, for me, it's like a, you become so powerful with it because, you know, you, you, you're able to manage it and get through it. And it also feels, almost feels like a rite of passage. You know, those stages in your life where you feel as if different things are a rite of passage. And this is what it feels like for me as a woman. And I, and I guess it probably feels like lots of the same for, for lots of other women. And that visibility, I feel we should embrace that and make that that invisibility, that cloak that comes over us when we're going through the menopause, that we feel, especially in the workplace, that we're no longer visible and we're no longer relevant. I want to try and change that and flip it. And so I'm, I've, I haven't launched a hashtag because, you know, nobody owns a hashtag. It's just a selection of... Well, that's what I was going to say. How do you want words. people to get involved? Because um, I just want them to use the hashtag not past my expiry date. Um, and whenever I see them on Instagram and Twitter, I'm going to share them. And so we can collectively be a voice of positiveness for the positive side of coming through the menopause. Perfect. So now that's out your system. It's get out my system phone. now. Thank like, you. Get, get off your phone because the replies <laughs> I'm off will be my there phone. In, I've switched it off. in 45 Thank minutes. Thank but you. no, going back, we had a nice time away. Um, I saw some dolphins, which I'm still telling people all about. Oh, on the you, walk were, to you were so happy about that, weren't like you? As we my walked old, along the coast. My old zoology kind of hat came on then, and I was. You know, I just heard it first. They were that close. You must I heard have great it. ears, Declan. I thought I just, my no, it's just a close. really just it's a really distinct noise when like a marine mammal comes up for air and I just heard it. I looked and I saw it go back down. But then by the time we got our phones out and footage, um they were a lot further away. But that was cool. Um we also got snuggy on the evenings and watched um Netflix's Midnight Mass, which I don't feel like a lot of people are watching and I know we've mentioned before, but it was a slow burner of a sea a season. Um, yeah, you need, you need after, to watch about three or four episodes, don't you? To but I would say the payoff is definitely, definitely there. Yeah, um, it's good. good we also what else have we been up to? I wrote on the show notes that I was fed up with LinkedIn, but I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> I mean, I always go through peaks and troughs with LinkedIn. Um, I think I had a one to one with somebody, and I was just chatting to them and saying how it exhausts me sometimes. It's Oh, that's what I was saying. I've started to actively mute people. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm used to doing it on other social media platforms because sometimes you think it's not worth the hassle if I unfollow them, but their content right now, if I'm in a certain mind frame, I don't want to see. Mm. If I feel like, you know, business it's no secret that business has its ups and downs. And if the one week feels like we're all going down the roller coaster, no. What's the bit going up the roller coaster, I would guess, because that's the, the hard bit, isn't it? Mm. Um, and I, if I see people just blab, like blabbing on about how great the lives are on LinkedIn, but I never thought LinkedIn would be a social media platform where I would have to do that. Mm. Didn't we speak has... a bit about this last time, though? Where, or I mean, I we always do, but we've had it before, but I've actually I actively started muting people now. Um, it's almost so... like on, on LinkedIn for me, unless you're bigging up your business and how great it is and what a fabulous time you're having, it's either that or you've got to speak about the the deep darkness of a mental health struggle. Mm-hmm. 
And it's it seems to me like those are the two types of posts that get engagement. Any anything else where it is literally meant to be I'm not saying it's meant to be a sales platform because obviously it's not, but if you're trying to get across something about your business, nobody seems interested. Mm-hmm. Which is bizarre because that's what we're all there for. We've all yeah. become these content creators, haven't we, where we have to create content that's not really about our business, but it is. Yeah, You've got to be so much more than like, oh, you know, can we help you by building you some software that will really improve your business processes behind the scenes? Like, nobody's interested. You've got to think about a really interesting, engaging, informative, entertaining way to say it, don't you? Mm. Um, yeah. So, so you give up and you end up talking about um, doing a poll. What's the best thing for breakfast? Sausage. Oh, roll, there was a poll yesterday roll, that something like absolutely that. infuriated me. Like, it was it was why do and trigger warning because this is going to get a bit dark quite quickly, but it won't stay like it for long. It was why do more why do men commit suicide? And then there was four, four, four obvious things like can't talk, uh, access to um, help, blah, blah, blah. And then like the bottom one was all of the above. And it was very clearly all of the above. Mm. And I just thought, I, I just thought it was so twee and bad taste. Personally. You sort of think, where do where do you put the, like I've shared my, my menopause blog post on my LinkedIn today. And once over, I would have been, probably a bit frightened as to the repercussions about that. Um, you but, work for yourself, though, Mum. It's up to you. I guess yeah, it would be different also... if if you were within an organisation because they might not want you. If they're, if they're a good organisation, they would want you sharing things well, like that. Well, that's really important because that's one of the things that I talk about, how it's got to be a topic of discussion in the workplace. Mm. You know, anybody who employs females... Who are going to go through the menopause? Like you've got to, you've you've got to have a safe place for them that they feel that they feel safe. Obviously, um, trans, trans men go through the menopause as well. Do they? Well, if they've still got certain, well, some oh, trans men. So imagine that healthcare. Imagine oh, a trans man negotiating that kind of. I can't begin to think access to healthcare. I can't begin to um, think what that's like because it's been. Yeah, I've I've been lucky that I've come across some really supportive people in the uh-huh. workplace, but some not as well. But yeah. um yeah, like you say, I work for myself, so it's you guys that are there to support me now. Gary's uh-huh. learning more about the menopause. Yeah. Um anything else? Obviously tonight I'll be watching Succession and then I'll be coming um on our work comes in the morning and the first thing I'll tell you is to fuck off, I think. Just, just to celebrate. <laughs> just because you can. Just, yeah, to just to celebrate season three you know. of Succession. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been watching. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've watched the trailers. Oh, I'm so excited! Um, it's got amazing reviews as well. It's like, it's like the first two seasons and how good they were, but just it somehow is even better. Um, and I was saying to your dad, I said, I can't believe you've never watched it. He said, Oh, it's yours and Declan's thing, isn't it? I said, Yeah, because um, you know, having everyone a I business, come across. No, but everyone I come across, I'm like, you need to watch it because it's fastly becoming like a TV classic, it similar is so to like Sopranos, 
Breaking Bad, West Wing. Like it, we're talking that kind of. of I just level can't of wait quality. to see what what levels they sink to in this season. Yeah, but it's so yeah. good. Anyway, shall we move on to some other things? We should. Yes. <laughs> automation help your business we help businesses digitize what were once clunky paper-driven processes wasting both their time and their money digital automation can improve every single touch point within your back office administration get in touch if you'd like to find out how we can automate your business the digital gene helping businesses evolve Um, I wanted to talk about Facebook's really bad week. Um, not necessarily the outage, because that's old news now. Um, but whilst this outage was happening, which, if you're a cynic, they might have used the outage to take the thingy away from the whistleblower testifying. Did you see this? No. So, last last week, the week before, obviously since we last recorded, um, she, uh, a whistleblower, let me find the, uh, she testified about how they put profits above everything. Um, They're not bothered about the breakdown of civil society. Um, They're not bothered about people's health. They're not bothered about everything. Everything is just profit, profit, profit. Mm -hmm. How can we be, how can we get people more addicted to these platforms she just said she's called miss horgan there was conflicts of interest between what was good for the public and what was good for facebook facebook over and over again chose to optimize for its own interests like making more money facebook strongly denied the claim saying it spent significant sums of money on safety to say we turn a blind eye to feedback ignores these investments including the forty thousand people working on safety and security at facebook and other and our investment of $13 billion since 2016. We know all this. Um, it doesn't really shock me. Um, but I think it's time that Facebook is broken up a bit. Well, you know, my love-hate relationship with the whole of social media... You know, mm-hmm. considering we started out as a business that was offering, offering social media services, when when we saw the opportunity and the window to pivot, boy, mm-hmm. did we pivot quick, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I, I think lots of people have a massive love-hate relationship with it. Um, getting back to my blog again, Best Before Ender, I actually get no traffic from Instagram get lots of traffic from Facebook, whether I post on there or not, it just comes naturally. But I get well, no... it's because it's a search engine, isn't it, yeah. really? But I get but that's no what's traffic. Become ba- but that's what's become bad as well, because we all then rely on Facebook. So what I'm saying is I think Facebook can't own Facebook, WhatsApp, Instagram, all that. And then anything that, that gets... Like if anything, if a platform is developed third party, 
and they think it's going to be a thing, they buy it. They just have this huge monopoly over Yeah, well, somebody was everything. talking about Google as well because, you know, you're, you're like me. In fact, you guys, you and your brother have shown me how to block as much stuff as I don't want to see, ads and things. Um, but, you know, lots of people still talk about Duck, Duck, Go, Go, the search engine. And that's been out for a long time and I just... You know, it doesn't it doesn't track your your movements, what you're doing, like Google mm. does. And I just I can't see I can't even remember how long it's been a thing. Back where when I had my e commerce business, I remember it was a thing then. And it's obviously never grown, which is such a shame. I, I just think they have no competition. You know, just getting back to Instagram obviously being a Facebook product. Have you have you probably I don't know, you do you do Instagram stories. I know you don't do as many as me, but have you have you seen those bots, those fake accounts that are in your Instagram stories at the minute? Watch my pussy. Do you what? have them? Do you have them? No. Right. So quite a few people have been talking about it in your Instagram stories. Usually at the very bottom of who's. Oh, mum, you don't. Sorry, you don't. I've go off on tangents on this. No, podcast. but I'm I'm talking about. Like... <laughs> I am talking about how I hate the grip that all these big platforms have on us, right? I will get to this. Okay, bear with me. So of late, there has been lots of people who I chat to have been saying, driving them mad, and I just block them, delete them. But there's whatever there are, bots, fake accounts, who knows what they are, I don't don't know. But they're they're porn, basically. Watch my pussy, okay? And there's, there's like loads of them. You block one, the next one on your next story, there's another one. And, um... So finally, last night, I decided to report one. So when you go through the report thing, reporting's not much that I've ever done, but when you go through, it asks you if it's to do with sexual content that shouldn't be there. So, yeah. so, so yes, yeah, so I said that's what it was, you know. Um, gets the update this morning. It's not, it's not breaking any community guidelines. Well, they have become like... They're the, the biggest censor in the world now. They choose what's right and what's wrong in a way. But you know what bothers me? I know me? They, try, they try to be quite liberal and hands-off unless it's maybe... But if I want explicit, Paul... No, I know, but if it's explicitly showing an act of violence or an act of um, whatever, then they will take it down. But if I want um, Paul, I'll this, go and get it. It's, this is not really what I was talking about. No, but you're, ta- I I think know, you but really you're talking about the hold that they have on society. What I'm trying to say is, what I'm trying to bring that back down to, whether it's relevant or not, it's relevant to me, is like I'm big enough and old enough and ugly enough not to care about those things. I just wanted to see what happened when I reported one. Was a was a bit of a, you know, just to see what what they would do. I sort of knew what the outcome was going to be. And, and what bothers me so much about it is that this porn is seeping into the everyday lives of children. Who are on these platforms? Right. Okay. That's not what I meant, though. I feel like one of I those uh, antagonists like, who was saying, "I will talk like, about it, regardless." No, you're not. Like you're. In, this I'm not annoying what you. Talking. It doesn't it's take not... much to annoy you, does well, it? It's just well, it's just what you're that saying it, about it's... is how much they rule the roost, basically. Well, it's not. A, I was. Yeah, but it wasn't on about. I wasn't on about what kind of content we. Uh, I know you weren't, but I'm. What I wish I'm you'd to... read the article sometimes. I did read the but, article. No. I read every article that you put in the show notes, Declan. But what I'm trying to say is, it's it's all about the holds that these platforms have on us all, and you can bring it back to that woman who's saying what she said. Basically, she just said if Facebook change their algorithm to be safer, they'll make less money. Yeah, so they're not safe places. 
they're not safe places. That's what I'm trying to say. But I don't get why they don't like they t- they make so much money. Just yeah, but they just want to make more. I know, but I don't get that. Well, it I never be... understand it because the long term gain is like if social media c- continues the way it should, like how we saw the capital riots in America. Like if that had been more serious, I mean it was horrendously serious. Like, but if that had resulted in senators being killed and and it, and it oh, gone a, a whole lot worse, yeah. that's just kind of like them starting to take, like they're starting to break break up civil society, and, it, and then there won't be any profits to had if they don't have a society like they used to have when they first started. Did you get me? It's like climate change. It's like no point making loads of money from oil because then if you ruin the planet in a hundred years, there'll be no, like you won't have the people well, to Well, those people make who are here, I won't be bothered in a hundred years because they've probably, unless you're really rich and obviously you, you're one of those ones who freezes yourself. Oh, God. Um, goes off on it. And what I'm trying to say, Declan, Honestly. is these platforms are not safe places. We talk, don't we, about women... Not banging. <laughs> we talk, don't we, about women walking out alone in places that aren't safe. The internet is the same thing hmm. for our kids. I'm it's so glad you're over that, that it's stage. Polarizing. It's polarising as well. Like, the, the societies, as we know, like, I mean, look, another MP was killed last week, and I don't necessarily think you can blame social media, but just all this tension that's going around the world and how things are becoming more. You can read your own echo chambers in Facebook. You can get lost and you can, like that incel of that guy who killed that family in Plymouth. The other, mm. Like it's all just seems to be, all this violence has always happened. It's just, they're not Has healthy. the same level of violence always happened, but because of social media, we know about it all. Or is violence Well, it depends growing. how far violence back you're going. Growing. Depends how far back you go in history, I guess, because society used to be a lot more violent than what it is now. I mean, I went to I went to see the last duel yesterday, which was about the last duel that happened in the French courts. Mm. Um, and I mean, God, that's how they decided if somebody had committed a crime. Oh, <laughs> but, I mean, put the hands in God, and whoever won was what was the truth. It's just that's the like, thing. It, it was it was brutal, wasn't it? Life. You know, when you think mm-hmm. about the kings and queens back in the mid- medieval times and earlier, they were just struggling to keep alive and keep their seat of power every single day because there was always somebody behind them, wasn't there, mm-hmm. waiting to topple them. Um, yeah. Life must have been so difficult, even if you were at the top of the pile back in those days. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, so, yeah, who knows? But, yeah, the internet is not a safe place. Okay, right. Let's move on. Um, sticking with billionaires, unfortunately, and um, there's a really good, quite a long read article on the New Statesman's website. That oh, I know. Um, I started to read it, released. and I got so far. Uh, and I was you like, didn't read it all. I didn't no. read it all because that was a no. long one. The spirit of the age: Why the tech billionaires want to leave humanity behind. So Jeff Bezos and his contemporaries are using their fortunes to achieve godlike ambitions for the future. So we've touched on this before about the tech billionaires using their money to go off to space, um, which I guess they see themselves as. There was a bit in the article, and it was said. Let me find it. So the question arises from all of this. 
Should a modern society use its powers against those whom we expect to bring about the greatest historical transformations? So maybe they would argue that they are forwarding humanity on. Yeah. So us as a, like we're they make the the they're making the advances for us. The, they're progressing. Yeah, technological humanity. advances. Yeah. 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 So taking the little bits going off to space could maybe in years mean we can go colonise the planets. I mean, I couldn't think of anything worse, but... You won't be going then. Why would you want to live on Mars? I just I just think that's so weird. Uh, anyway, um, like... Well, so a bit like how we, some people want we... to go and live in Australia, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. What? Are I you on today? I don't how know. How the hell is people going... <laughs> To live in Australia to go live on Mars. They what will the, always what be, on earth is going on today? They will always there will oh. always be people who want to live somewhere else, whether that's Australia, <coughs> whether that's Mars, whether that's down the road. There are always people who want to be somewhere else. And these tech giants, they're just it's just like a massive Fuck you to everybody else, isn't it? A big one-upmanship. Like, so you believe then, should we stop them in the tracks by taxing them more and solving <laughs> what Earth's problems? Or do we hands off and leave them with the millions of, of dollars that they've accrued to try and take humanity to the next level? Do you what think do you, they're really think? going to take humanity to the next level? Or is it just a big one-upmanship for them? Well, it is probably like a, a bit of a. It's an it's an ego thing, isn't like it? Like a cock fight. Yeah, like who's is bigger? Who's I know you meant one. chickens, but I didn't. I, mean... I meant cocks. Oh, did you? Yeah. Right. Who's got okay. the biggest? I mean, that term, yeah. a cock fight, but who's got the biggest one, basically? Yeah. Yeah. So I do get that, but wouldn't we have said that about potentially anybody that has moved? Columbus Humanity to me. On. Would we have said that about Christopher Columbus? I mean, he was a imperialist, so well, they were all I don't imp- even want to get all, into that. They were all imperialists um, back then. Pick one that wasn't, Declan. But I I'm know. Saying, no, I know. That's what I mean. But I'm saying, obviously, he discovered, although some people would probably I don't mean that. I mean, like, somebody who invented the internet, somebody who invented the light bulb, somebody who invented electricity, not somebody who went to South America. Well, I was using um, the analogy of, like, discovering new worlds new lands yeah so yeah. i don't like i don't really know you see those like, should people we, should we should we stop them should we not should we tax them more and how are we going to stop them the more, the more well take the wealth off them through the, the more tax powerful system. than the governments aren't they well you could argue yeah how are we going they, to they, stop them take wealth off them but they're that wealthy even taxing them at a higher rate would probably not stop them. You know, if they've got trillion billions of billions taking another few billions Have off any them, of them got they're still trillions? gonna be a billionaire. Uh there's some companies now worth trillions, but I don't think that translates One into the shareholders person, right. having trillions. Um but it's like through the pandemic, billionaires got richer. Mm. There are, there's a point, isn't there, where you're untouchable. You're that yeah. powerful and rich. 
No matter what happens in the world, you will always be on the up. You'll always swerve and miss miss yeah. the you know miss the thing that's coming headlong for everybody else. I personally my view is it's just a bit bad taste. It just looks like we've all um com- like damaged the the earth. And I would just prefer them to put the money in to and Bill Gates does a lot for climate change and different things, but I'd just prefer them all to just look a bit more in, inwardly first before we do. To, do to, but, but is that because we just, those stories make the headlines. We don't, we don't, we're not aware of what else they're actually doing for the planet. Maybe. I don't know. I it's don't think any one, of us, I don't think any, do you know what? I feel as if, I don't think any of us actually get the truth about anything anymore. <laughs> right. Well, there's a really good website for that called Full Fact. Um, oh, is that? Full Fact. So if you go on it, this is a good... It's not my organisation I'm championing on my episode, but um, it, it's like the big buzzwords where there's a lot of... They don't, full, they don't fact check everything, but if there's been... Something going uh, on. Uh, we have been asked lots... So on the website now, we have been lot, asked lots of questions on WhatsApp regarding the use of AstraZeneca COVID-19 vaccine in pregnancy. So you might... It just cuts through all the BS. Um, so... And it'll tell you it doesn't have absolutely no effect on pregnancy. It does, whatever. Um, oh, that's good. good. Uh, Brexit, coronavirus, yeah. vaccines. Oh, yeah. All that kind of stuff where there's so much shit just flung everywhere. No, I do like having a chat with you from time to time, Declan. You do th- throw some inst- interesting stuff up. Right, let's move on. So we're going okay. to talk about uh, face-to-face GP visits, but God knows what you're going to spin this off into. Um, could be anything. Um, could be like bloody Catherine the Great in Russia or something with the spin-offs you're coming up with today. Um, I feel like all of my everything that I've dug into has been relevant. Okay. So the rate of face-to-face GP consultations in England have changed little since the winter lockdown. Just 58% of patients were seen face-to-face in August, the first full month following the ending of all restrictions. Um, That compares with 54% in January and over 80% before the pandemic. So I didn't realise how many were remote kind of before. I never didn't think it was ever an option, to be honest. I didn't think it was a thing. Um, I always thought they... Sometimes when I thought, oh, I could have just rang them and had a chat with them instead of going into the surgery for that. You just... You you wish sort of that sometimes, but I never knew it was a thing beforehand. I just think it's a matter of choice and I think we need to allow people to choose. I agree. Um, I guess the world will probably move towards more remote, especially as older generations are no longer with us. Um, You know, I think of all the times I had tonsillitis as a teenager, and yeah, the doctor would probably want to check it, but if you've got a good relationship with the doctor, I'll just be like, I can guarantee you that I've got the exact same symptoms that I had. Mm. Um. And if the doctor's good and they use digital properly, maybe they could get you to take a picture of the back of your throat. Oh, that's the thing. Know. That's but... the thing. They really, if if this is going to be a thing, which I agree, I think there is a place for having a consultation over the phone, over Zoom, over over text, you know, over email, whatever. I feel like there really is a place for that. But they've got to up the game on it. 
for it yeah. to work properly. You know, mm. I would actually, like I said to you, there's many a time where I think I actually don't need to see the doctor. I just need a quick chat with them about something. Yeah. And, you know, that surely saves them time, doesn't it? But interestingly that this is this is on on the show notes because um and i'm bringing it back to to menopause obviously i've had a hrt update changed my cocktail of hrt um and i needed another blood test six weeks in after that just to you know check out my hormone levels and there was there was one other thing that my gp wanted me to start trying once she knew what how my levels had settled down after six weeks. Nine weeks in, I've only just got my appointment because I've been trying to get through probably anywhere between eight and ten times I've rang now at different times of the day to try and get to make an appointment and just don't pick up. I've tried early in the morning. I've tried mid-afternoon when they say, you know, it's the less busy time. I've tried just before six of an evening when I think nobody will be about. I must have tried eight to ten times over the last two to three weeks to actually book in, not for an appointment, actually, to book in for my new blood test. In the end, out of desperation on Friday, I went on to, you know, the the e-consult form, which mm. I didn't need to, but I sort of blasted through and made up answers to all the questions and said, I need an appointment for my hormonal blood test, please. I have tried eight to ten times with no success of getting through to your reception over the last two weeks. Please just book me in. And then I get to reply tomorrow this morning, early this morning, saying they've booked me in for 4 p.m. on Wednesday. Like, there should be a service like that where I, I, I don't need to sit on the phone trying to get through to you. I'll happily, you know, stop blocking up your phone lines. Mm. I just think there should be a service, shouldn't there? I think... They need to up the game if that's the way. If that's the way forward, I always remember, um, like there's a the like the Leeds Sexual Health Clinic. They said before that they have like thousands of phone calls a day and only like one or two people to answer them. It's not doable, is it? No, no. And you almost look to the American private system, which brings up a whole load more complications. But they like ring their their own doctor, don't they? Mm. you know like I, I need to just speak to my doctor and they have that relationship with them because I think you lose that as well you know like I always laugh when I log into the back end system of the our doctors because it says oh my doctor is whoever and I'm like I've not seen my doctor in years mm. you obviously get assigned somebody but you just get to see whoever you get to see don't you and I just think it's Well, I'm quite mad. specific because obviously the last few times I've been going about something specific. specific. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I've asked for my doctor. But um, but yeah, I think, you know, with AI now, there's there's there must be scope for them, you know, making that a lot cleverer and a, and a much better use of everybody's time. Um. I wonder if we try work with the NHS digital arm woman. I, I mean, they do that have a full. Not doing that they do already. have a lead. They do have a full NHS digital department about about all this. Like you would think, you would hope so, wouldn't you? Yeah. So but, yeah, yeah. Watch I mean, this space. See what happens with GP practices, eh? 
It's also a massive problem about GP numbers are falling, but that's like just to comment on that quickly. They all retire quite early because it's a stressful job and they can retire early. So I think the average age for a retiring doctor is like really young in the 50s, um, which so is are, unsustainable are as training, well. Because people not training to be GPs anymore? No, no. Why? They're not filling the gap in anything, Mum. Well, we won't go there with the lorry drivers, will we? No, it's all sorts of stuff. All sorts of stuff. Um, just quickly before your last topic, before I then move on to my business highlight. Uh, um, you haven't seen Bond, have you? That's slacking. I planned to go this evening. Right. But your dad's been called to work, so. Oh, well, you'll have to do me a cat movies tomorrow. <laughs> um. Also, uh, there's thingy, isn't there, as well? June, this out this weekend, which I am literally... Oh, but you're really excited to see that. For, this ...for about two years. Everyone's like, oh, it's the new Lord of the Rings, it's the new this, it's oh, the new Oh, what's that. the sci-fi thing I've been watching on Apple? can't even remember what it's called now, but I'm enjoying Foundation. it. Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. yeah. I watched the latest episode over the weekend... Um, yeah, I remember when I messaged you and said that I was watching that and you said, oh, that's a bit heavy. Oh, it's just my type of thing. It's like... Hard sci-fi. It's not been adapted for, I don't think, ever, because it's, like, really dense and really hard to adapt. It's like, um, um it's like humanity, but, like, in a... Uh, I'm, I'm exaggerating here, but it's like humanity in like a million years' time. Probably not a million, mm. but like, it's like humanity. No, it is a long time away. In a thousand no, years' time, yeah. say. Or, no, it's, I think it's more, it more, but yeah. yeah. And um, it's fascinating. There are tiny little snippets of where they talk about what humanity, us, what we were like. They don't mention it very much, but there's a few times you think, oh, that's talking about when it was like now. Um but it's like so far forward, it almost seems backwards in some ways. Mm. Like if you didn't, if you didn't know the concept of what the story was about, you would actually think it was before us. But actually, it's really far in front of us. Um, and I did, I did read a couple of those books in my late teens or attempt. I don't think I ever read them fully through. Um, but, Isaac Asimov. Yeah, but I. Um, really enjoying it is really deep and it's hard to um yeah and the the rulers of this kingdom they're they're like clones of each other there's three Mm. of them there's three of them and there's a lot of religious sort of um as they're in in all of these things aren't there there's like religious undertones like there's three of them so i was thinking oh like you know the father son the holy ghost type of thing (laughs) it's reminiscent of that one's a baby and they just think, oh, there's loads of like things in there where religion's sort of woven into it. And obviously there is a religion, their own different religions across the many planets and the universe. It's very deep, but it's dead interesting. Dead interesting. I love it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, what was gonna say there then? Uh you lost your train of now thought we, now. Now we've now we've gone done like a little couple of recommendations again. Um, e-commerce, mum, over to you. Yeah, e-commerce. Um, obviously, I had I've, I've I've been able to speak a little about this. I've had a successful e-commerce business 
and lost a successful e-commerce business. Um, lots of time, lots of opportunities to talk about that in the future. But um, I often find that people set up e-commerce businesses and uh, many people have no clue how to grow them. Um, and it's very much trial and error, which is great when it's an exciting new business. But sometimes you will really get left behind unless you educate yourself quite quickly as to all the different things that you need to do for an e-commerce business to grow. Um, I think I might have even wrote on the Digital Gene blog a while ago about some tips for growing an e-commerce business. But the big thing... I think you said on our meeting this morning that web if you've got a website, sometimes if you're a B2B business, you don't really understand SEO or PPC. Mm. Um with if you've got an e-com business you need to have you need to know you need to, to learn. at least have, you have to have some understanding yes even if you outsource it but you yeah. have to know what's good what's bad you know exactly business, and unless least. you're unless you're a startup with some budget who can afford to outsource some of this work straight away as a business owner an e-commerce store owner you've got to learn pretty quickly you've got to educate you've got to upskill yourself even if so one of those things that when I had my business is I upskilled myself quite dramatically because even though I knew that I wasn't potentially going to do all of that forever, which I didn't, I then outsourced it to agencies and, you know, had some staff members that did things. Although I knew that was going to happen, I wanted to know what everybody was doing. I wanted to have an understanding of it because for things like, you know, your return on investment, your profit margins, all of that type of thing. You've got to have an understanding of how everything works. And to begin with, sometimes you will have to be a jack of all trades and do a little bit of each thing. Um, but one of the things that people generally just don't know is once their store is launched online, they actually don't have any clue what to do with it, how to optimize it. An e-commerce store online is one of the most fast moving things ever you know it cannot stand still because there's that constant stream of new products coming online it's like how i try to give an analogy you know when you get a delivery in a physical store and you prep you you know you check it in you make sure it's all correct and you prep it all and get it ready for the shop floor there is exactly the same type of process for an online store and i think a lot of people forget that how to optimize their store ongoing um And so what I've decided to do is to start sharing a a few things, a few tips and tricks that people can do who've got e-commerce stores, actually regardless of what stage they're at, but especially if they're just starting out or probably they're just seeing that glimmer of, oh, this might work, you know, it's quite successful, people are buying those things, I'm getting some visibility of the types of things that you need to do to optimise your store, to make the search engines, particularly Google, love it. Um, I'm going to start sharing some of those tips and tricks on our Instagram stories um, because I just think they're really useful. Nobody told me about any of that. And from what I can see, there's there's not a lot of education. Education is key for everything, isn't it? And I know you can go to Google for anything and type type it in, but you need to speak sometimes to somebody who's walked the walk, who yeah. understands it. And that's like for us, you know, building e-commerce platforms, you know, I know that I can always give advice. We, we don't actually do it for clients. We're, we're the builders, the developers. You know, we put those foundation stones in place. 
but I can signpost people to what they need to do or what they need to get or how to upskill or who they need to speak to. Um, so yeah, just some of the best practices for um, optimizing your e-commerce store. That's what I'm going to do because I, I would have found them really useful and I don't see much of it happening, especially in our locality where we live. I hardly see anybody talking about e-commerce because we come from a massive manufacturing landscape don't we yeah and everybody is always seeming to think like how can we replace all this manufacturing that we had with some more manufacturing which is Mm. great but what about the you know those lifeblood businesses e-commerce i just think there is there is a, a lot of potential out there for people to learn more about how they can do better and become more successful with their stores so yeah. that's where I'm at with that. So watch out on the Instagram stories because I'll be starting to deliver those soon. Yeah, she's an e-commerce pro. Mum lives in a part of the world in the northeast where you were certainly an expert in your field with e-commerce when you had to... Mum had to travel to London before a few years ago to get a job with her skill set because there wasn't much in the northeast. So she, she knows her stuff. So, yeah, give us a follow on Instagram and you'll be seeing all those. Are you doing it as a highlight as well, not to teach you how to sub? Yeah, probably. But, probably yeah. do it as a highlight. I'll just see how it goes. I'm just going to start yeah. having little chats and see what sort of band of people are going to be interested in hearing them. Um, and then we'll we'll see where we go with that. Yeah. Okay. It's fascinating right. what you can do with an e-commerce store. It definitely cannot stand still once you've got one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so um, I just want to... It's my turn for this episode to talk about a business. It's the business highlight section. It doesn't really have a name, but we talk about a business that we like the look of, that might do digital well. If you we mean you their, haven't given it a name? If we love their ethos. I can't think of one. But Mum obviously talked about snag tights last episode, so it's my turn again now. And I'm going with Mastodon, um, which links into Never heard of it. Which links into us talking about the breakup of social media earlier and how it, that probably needs to happen. Um, so it's a social media network that's kind of trying to challenge the likes of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, it's decentralized. Uh, it's not for profit. Um, they they launched on iOS. Um, in the summer, I'm not sure, but the iOS app was in the summer. Um, but they did have a web version, um, and Android obviously. The app is free, um, it's a bit similar, so you can do like it has features like polls, sensitive content filters, and the app page subtly highlights its differences with bigger services like Twitter by mentioning Mastodon's ad free chronological timeline. So it's like I guess none of it's curated for you. Oh, like, well, like they weren't before. Yeah, kind of. So Twitter kind of now when you log in, and I know you can change it, but you kind of see um, the best performing or people you've engaged with. It's not necessarily chronological. Um me and a couple of my friends always jokes. We'll we'll be on about a tweet that we saw in the day, and, and we say, "Oh, we must have the exact same Twitter feed, even though we will." Yes, there will be some overlap in the people we follow, but um, there will also be. There won't be, but we've still seen because people have liked a lot. So it's it takes all that away. 
Um, and they're just trying to challenge. They're just trying to challenge the the digital social landscape. And I just think, like, big up to any business or platform that's trying to break down that monopoly because it it will be a it'll be a hard thing to do. Um, they own us, as you say. Um, you know, we're, we're slaves. I mean, to I'm the, sure we're, slave, I'm... we're slaves to the al- to the algorithms now. Because I know there's alternative to Google's now, isn't there? Like, not. Yeah, I was talking about it earlier, like Duck Duck Go. Oh, I thought that was a, a phrase. No, it's a search engine. So is I that, said to you, it's been like around the since the time. Um, well, it, 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 obviously, the thing about it is, it's 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 privacy. Mm. Its privacy is so different to Google. You know, it doesn't stalk you. Yeah, it's not going to show you ads. It's not capturing your. It's not tracking you. Um, and it was around back when I first started working in, you know, in online back in two thousand and seven. I, I don't know at what point it came around. So it's been around quite a long time. But obviously, you've never heard of it. So. There are people who are extremely passionate about it and wouldn't use anything else for search. Um, I bet you probably. Ser- it- I bet you some people who work at Google use that as a as a search. You know, like probably. when you hear about Facebook employees not letting the kids use Facebook because they get to see what's really going on in the background. Um, yeah, I bet some yeah. Google employees like I'm not using Google because <laughs> I've seen what they're doing. Well, they when I was say there, but... that they're they're passionate about your privacy. Do you know what mm. I mean? So they're the, the, the complete opposite of Google. Yeah. Um, it's like me on my blog, you know, I don't make a lot of money from from using affiliate links. Obviously, I don't have the swipe up on the 10K Instagram. That's where I think most people make their money these days with affiliate links. Mm. Um, but I have it on my blog, make tiny. I mean, it's only pennies anyway, but if it's volume... That's where you make the money. I, I don't make a lot, but I've even considered completely taking them off there and just asking people to to donate something towards my blog if they wanted to, mm. you know, to keep me writing. Because I, I, I even feel like I hate all that now, all that affiliate stuff. And I, I, I get that that's how shopping online works, you know, sharing things and, and people making money off it. But oh, just, yeah. I think I feel like there's a there's a there's a massive kickback, isn't there? To I don't know whether it's just me or it's other people. I know we're, we're in our own little feed, aren't we? If you like, of the things that we discuss. But I feel like there's going to be a massive kickback to all this stuff at some point. Yeah. I mean, I know people do talk about it now, but I feel collectively the kickback's going to get bigger. People. And you always say, don't you? Oh, it's it's the old people who have no clue what they're clicking on. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think. But that's because they drive you, all of this. But that's this because use. that's because you've not you've not lived like I'm t- talking stereotypically now. I was going to say you're not talking about me. No, like you've not lived in it. Mm. They're not even aware after that. I think some old people aren't older generations aren't even aware of like what they're even using. Um, it's like how that. They probably stereotypically fall for those kind of uh, ads or those scams, whereas I read them like, oh, yeah, nice try. Although they do get more sophisticated in time. 
But sometimes I'm like yeah. everything gets more sophisticated. But I'm like, of course. I'm that's... I'm just skeptical about everything, so I don't do, you know, mm, like yeah. you say, I block block all my ads and or yeah. block as much as I can. Yeah, I just feel like there will be some kickback at some point. Yeah, I don't really want. I don't really. I don't really. It's very. It really does seem like Big Brother. Mm. Everything is getting more, more, and more Big Brother all the time, and it feels like it's by stealth mode. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty scary when you actually. It is. When you actually give it the time to sit and unpick it all, it's quite scary. But yes, anyway, that's my. I'm stopping Mum going on another. <laughs> I'm not on a tangent. Tangent. I was still on subject. Um. But yeah, Mastodon and all social or all, all um all social or all um businesses that are trying to challenge the monopolies that Google and Facebook have, like big up to them because it'll be a hard hard task. Don't you just wonder how how did they get this big? It's fascinating, isn't it? I just think they were the first and they did it well. The there's a lot said. Something. There's a lot said for being the first because people get mm. used to you. Mm. If you're the first to do something, and like I know when we've had business ideas before, and you'll, I'll be like, oh well, it's not original, and you say, oh well, nothing's original. But I think what I mean is sometimes you're always gutted that it hasn't, it hasn't been you to do it first, mm. because you do have, I think, if you do it well, that one-upmanship of well, we started this market, so. Yeah. What about if you do it first, but you've got less money than your competitor who's going to copy off you? I'll fool you for not getting investment. Well, that must be gutting, mustn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Are we done? Interesting chat, Dex. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go with the outro then <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of it's in the jeans podcast you can follow us both on twitter i'm at Declan williams underscore and mum you're at before end date follow before end date on instagram as well this week with everything that's going on um with the r what's your hashtag again not past my expiry date you love a hashtag you. Um, I know it's a are, long one, but it's a good one. <laughs> we are at It's In The Jeans Pod on Instagram and on Twitter we are at In The Jeans Pod. Um, you can follow our business across socials at The Digital Gene. Please like, share and write review for this podcast. Use the hashtag It's In The Jeans Pod when you're out on socials. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. I was going to say you say bye. <laughs> see you next time. Bye. Oh, you'll, see, you'll see me. Bye. 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 bye.